the meaning of the of the birth of Jesus is the beginning of the end of the reign of sin in the world. It's a wonderful idea. It's a wonderful and hopeful idea. But not long ago, I met a, a man who was suffering from a long and well destructive addiction. And he said to me, I, I think I actually am out of the addiction. I think I, I'm free from it, but I can't quite do it. I can't quite let it go. It's just, he said, I know I could, and I, you know, at times I can, but he said, I don't know what holds me. It's as if I'm addicted to the addiction. And I think the human race has been addicted for as long really as it as it has been trying to evolve. It's been addicted to many things that are destructive, including violence itself. And it would be difficult to listen to the news this morning and to hear that they Christians in Bethlehem cannot celebrate today because of the bombardment in the occupied in the territories. And the something shocking to wake up on a, on a Christmas morning and hear of 70 civilians and women and children being killed during the night. So we have to celebrate because if we don't celebrate, we despair. And we have every reason to celebrate because like that man I was mentioning, the addiction to addiction is so strong that uh, we, we're almost frightened to take the risk of letting it go and living differently. I'd be so different if I didn't identify myself with this addiction and all the games that it makes me play. And that's the, that's the power of this feast really, is that it, it takes us to the spring of hope, of sure hope, which is not guaranteed by, you know, success even, we have very limited success in, in putting the message of Jesus into practice for long, long periods of time. And the, 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 the voice of the gospel, the voice of Jesus, the voice of wisdom in all the traditions is drowned out by the noise and the, and the, and the screams and the, and the cries of, of of our addiction and of our failure to understand who we are. And that's why it is important that even if we, they cannot celebrate Christmas morning in uh, Bethlehem, we can celebrate it here online and in this barn, remembering that wherever two or three 
as Leo reminded us, wherever two or three come together in his name, in his presence, then he is there, he is visible there and tangible there. And the extraordinary, the extraordinary uh, consequence of this is that we are given a much deeper insight into the purpose of God in creation and the, into the purpose of our own short lives. We are given an insight into why and what is the, the goal of this, of this complicated process full of failures. And it's put very simply in the wisdom of the early Christian teachers when they said God became human in order that human beings could become God. And I remember saying that once some years ago at a, at a talk and I was accused of being a pantheist and a, a heretic and a, a new ager and so on. I said, well, actually, you know, this goes back to St. Athanasius and even further. And uh, they shrug their shoulders because it, it is offensive to us in the kind of image of God that we have created and the kind of image of ourselves as kind of subservient uh, creatures uh, that we have settled with in all our addictions to keep us to keep us unchanged and but that is the staggering staggering insight that we each of us can fall into and we find in ourselves if we allow this moment to fully teach us john main wrote a, his last newsletter uh, <coughs> just before christmas 1982 and it was a reflection on life and death of christmas and um, he says at one point this beautiful symbol of life is like a piece of string and it begins with birth and it ends with death but nothing is whole until it is united so these two these two ends of the piece of string uh, of our lives need to touch and to be to be connected and it's that mysterious um, union of life in life stronger than death stronger than addiction stronger than failures stronger than the the, the darkness which human beings can love greater than the light it's this which is our, our hope and it's this which has changed human consciousness because this, this historical moment that we celebrate today it wasn't just a symbolic act it, it, it was an act that changed it changed the capacity of the human being to know themselves to be in union with God.
and to have this capacity within themselves to be fully alive with the life of God and to allow that life over the course of our own short life to, to simply burn away all the, all the stuff that we cling to or that clings to us, whether it's uh, our collective addiction to, to greed and to, or to violence or to injustice, uh, or whether it is uh, our, our own individual problems and struggles. That, that is not what we should be focusing on. And that's why Pope St. Clement, another early Christian teacher, said in his Christmas Day sermon, Christian, recognize your dignity. Wake up, you idiot. And recognize who you are. And that we are who we are because we know that we have this, this now activated, activated capacity within us. You know, when you get a new card, you have to do something to activate it. But it's as if this innate capacity in our human nature has been triggered. And we are now, you may, not find, it you may find it difficult to believe as you listen to the news, but we have within us now, this process activation has started. And there's another way of looking at human history, not only as a succession of failures and tragedies and mistakes and missed opportunities, but also as a, as a slow human and humane progress into that divine nature that we are called to be and to become. And the amazing thing is, and say, well, why is it taking so long? Why couldn't he just have clicked his fingers and made everything peaceful, happy, and divine all at once? Well, that would have, that would have been very, very um, controlling. That would have been to, to, to deny the, the relationship that God created between himself and us at the moment of our creation. And that relationship is of equality. And the equality of love, the equality of respect, the equality of care. And therefore there can be no force, no, what's the word, assertive control uh, over us to speed up the process or change the rules of the game, because it's a relationship. It's a precious and sacred relationship between God and each of us and God and the human, the human race. And that's why this feast depends upon not our believing in anything, 
which of course is very difficult for people. But it's not so much about believing, it's about revealing. And it is self-revealing. We have to allow this to reveal itself in us. Then we know. So, and this self-revealing is of a kind of relationship that Jesus represents in all of the circumstances of his birth, his vulnerability, as a baby, the most vulnerable of all, of all mammals, and uh, especially uh, infant mortality at that, at that uh, moment in history was I don't know, 30% or something. So a very vulnerable beginning to this incarnation. And then the circumstances of poverty, not born into wealth and privilege, is his teaching not to be based upon social power or hierarchical power, but upon personal authority and authenticity. And then the exile, human life that we see happening on a scale unprecedented in our time. And then let's remember the return to Nazareth and however many years, the next 30 years, living in obscurity, but, but in ordinariness, studying, living, going to weddings, going to the synagogue, and discovering who he, who he is, and realizing why he exists, and what his, what his purpose is. <coughs> Until, and then the gospel opens up, of course, with the consequences of that self-revealing within the, the young man that um, the baby Jesus had become. So it touches the story of our own lives, but it also gives hope and insight to every stage of our own of our own journey, continually reminding us that God will not use force or pressure. He won't let you off the hook, but he's not going to force us to do anything. It has to come from within. And the hope is that Christ is in us in a way that was unimaginable, but it was foreseen, it was aspired to, it was hoped. People didn't know what the Messiah meant, but it was hoped for. Well, we're living in the realization of that hope now. And each one of us, with all our limitations, faults and failings, is a part of that plan, and part of that body, and part of that destiny. <clears throat>